Average for diesel right now is 5.78 a gallon. Let's bring in the owner of Iron River Express. That is Austin Smith. Austin, I understand you have got you have to spend what 20,000 bucks a week to fuel just three of your trucks. Uh, that's a lot of yeah. money. I have to assume that a lot of trucking companies, smaller ones especially, are going under. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's 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 very true, and it's you know it's. It's sad because so many folks are going under left and right um, because we we can't afford to stay in business. The this this crisis that we're facing in the country uh, is by far by far worse than anything I've ever seen uh, in my life. What's your prediction if diesel prices either stay where they are over five bucks a gallon or go even higher to six, seven, and eight? What happens to our economy? Well, you know, this is this is just my humble opinion, but uh, you know, I foresee that we're going to have empty shelves. You know, we <laughs> there's going to be larger companies out there that can stay in business that, you know, they they have the the funding or they've prepared for this. Uh, but all of these small trucking companies, which is a good portion of of what moves freight across the country, is is independent owners. Uh, they're going to go under, and if and if we go under and we, and we can't afford to, to move freight, you're going to see a lot of empty shelves. You're going to see, you know, this is again just my opinion, but sure. I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of panic, a lot of chaos, because uh, people aren't going to be able to get the basic necessities. Can we go back to your business? You got to spend twenty thousand sure. bucks for in a week just to fill up three trucks. That's an enormous amount of money. Do you pass it, that? It is. Do you pass that price increase on to your customers? Uh, you know, I, I, we don't set any any prices for the the products that we that we move. Uh, my business strictly is in the agricultural industry, uh, so so we move agricultural products. So we have, you know, we we don't uh, we don't set prices for that whatsoever. And unfortunately, you know, it's we kind of walk a fine line here. If if we increase our our, our prices for transportation to the farmer. Uh, or the dairyman or, or whoever it is that we're hauling for, there's a potential we could put them out of business. And if we put them out of business, then then we're just hurting the the economy even further. Well, how much longer can you stay in business with the diesel at five seventy eight a gallon? You know, <laughs> I've, I've tried to do some predictions on on where I would have to shut my doors. Um, you know, if we get up in in the mid sixes uh, or you know, between 650 and seven a gallon. Unfortunately, I'll, I'll probably have to close the doors. I, I just, I wouldn't be able to afford to, to keep my trucks moving at that point. That's bad news. I live in the northeastern part of the United States and we're paying well over $6 a gallon for diesel where I am. I hope it doesn't work out that way for you, Austin, because we'd love to see you stay in business, but we feel, dare I say it, we feel your pain. Thanks very much for being on the show today, Austin. We do appreciate it. See you later. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. As we so what's going on, y'all? I know it's been a minute since I've been back, but I've just been out running here and there and trying to get everything situated. Um, it's a few more days for the 4th of July, so happy 4th of July to anybody that celebrates that. I pretty much don't, um, but if you celebrate it, hey, more power to y'all. I mean, have y'all seen the gas prices lately, man? I mean, it's just like fucking ridiculous, man. Just within two days, I damn near almost put like 100 in. $40 in my tank, man, because see, I like to leave my tank in the middle 
So I don't let it go all the way down to the empty mark. So like when it gets mid halfway, I'll just go ahead and fill back up. And I drive a, a truck. So since that truck is really not that good on mileage, I think I get like highway, I think it's 20 and, and city is 19. I think highway is 21, 22 and city is 19. It's not that good compared to a lot of other cars you see out here, man. It could get like fucking 40, 40 miles to the gallon. You know, with these Hondas and stuff. So, I mean, that that car is just like really a, a, a gas guzzler, man. Like, but I usually just try to keep it, you know, like at the midway mark. That way, in case some shit jumps off or something like that, you know, I got some fuel. I don't want to be trying to get fuel at the last minute with all these clowns lining up, you know, fearing some shit. So, that's why I just usually kind of keep it there. But hey, man, you know, we got we got the guide. To blame for this is the guy that y'all put in the office. I didn't put his ass in there. You know, I didn't vote for that guy, man. So, you know, I mean, you see what's going on under his watch. I mean, you got food shortages. You got a war. We're sitting we're sitting out one war because our allies with Russia is, is getting at it with Ukraine. And who knows what's coming this way. Then you got the gas. Price. I mean, all this shit is going on when this guy's up in there, man. He's the wrong guy to be sitting in there while this is going on. So, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, y'all just got to just try to get as much shit as you can, man. Just try to stockpile on a lot of shit. Just cut out a lot of coupons. Try to stock up on your batteries and all that other shit, man. Just in case some shit does dump off, man. Because you just never know. I mean, we've been hearing about this. Ever, even before I was even born, people were saying it's coming to an end. And it just don't. You know what I'm saying? It's always just rumors just going around. But... You know, it's better safe to be sorry then. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, man, we're just going to jump right back into this because, like I said, I don't want to waste time on, on, like, the post office because, like, this was one of the longest, like I said, places that I have worked with um, out of all of my 21 years of, of being a, a driver. Uh, the post office was probably, like, one of the longest that I stayed with them in close to almost four or five years, so... You know, let me just pick up from where I stopped off at so we can just top this off, man. Um, so as we pretty much stopped off at Leslie, like I said, man, uh, pretty much like as I was just doing my runs going to Oakland and back, I was still texting her on the phone and she was just getting kind of hotted and heated, man. So what I did was I must have asked her what time does she usually go to work because she usually starts, I think, like in the wee hours of the morning, like I think three o'clock in the morning. And usually I would come in there like around about, because my load would take off at 6.45, so I would show up there around about 6. So what I did was I asked her to meet me like at the Jack in the Box over there off of uh, Washington right there at 5 o'clock because take your break over there because there's a, uh, a Jack in the Box. If you, if you guys like get on the 710 and you get off on Washington and you make that left right there, you know that if you go down about like a mile, You'll see a, a little small jack-in-the-box right there on the left-hand side. Then across the street, there's going to be a um, 7-Eleven. And if you take that one street, I don't know what that street is called, but you take that street and hit the end of the corner right there, you make a right. That's Bandini right there, and that's where the post office usually is. So, like, all the the people that worked in there usually, you know, go to that jack-in-the-box, or either they'll go to 7-Eleven to get their snacks and their breaks or whatnot. So, you know, I bobtailed over there. Um, because that's how I, how it usually works. Like I just usually bobtail from Firestone over to Bandini to get my load, and she met me there, dude. She, her car was already there before I got there. So there's like this little Lake and 
vacant lot, like right next to the Jack in the Box. I don't know what that business is. I've never seen anybody in it, but that's where uh, I parked the bobtail, and um, she must have parked her car right there in the Jack in the Box um, parking lot, and she walked over to the uh, truck, and as soon as she jumped over into the truck, man, and came in, man, I mean, it was on from the get-go, man. I mean, as soon as she started walking up the stairs, I just started groping all on her, and as soon as she was, like, walking to the back, from behind, I must have grabbed her from behind, and I must have put my hands down, because she had on these spandex-like type of um, pants, and I must have like put my hand down there, and I started like fingering her from the front, and I was just kissing her from the from the back, like lifted her her face up towards me. We just started tonguing and kissing. I just started fingering her, and just started like putting my hand, my other hand up towards her bra, and just started grabbing one big old hand full of uh, titty, man. Just started just just started biting her and grabbing her all on her neck, man. Then when she turned around, I must have pulled her head down and that's when she started giving me some head. Um, she was giving me some head. I must have like took my shirt off. I took her shirt off as well as she was giving me some head. Next thing you know, um, I pulled her up onto the bed. Um, I started pulling off her spandex. I must have pulled her um, panties to the side and as I pulled her panties to the side, you guys is not going to guess this, man. But, like, I seen, like, some balls. You know, like those, when you go to the sex um, store and you buy those balls, those are what women buy. Like, she must have had, like, like four balls. Two of the balls was already, like, up in her ass. And when I pulled her panties back and started looking at that, because she, she noticed, like, I, I was, like, looking and I was touching it. She started, like, snickering a little bit about it. And then she grabbed my head. For me to say, just ignore that, motherfucker. Just give me some head. So, I just started giving her some head, man. Um, next thing you know, um, now these were small balls. These wasn't like the big balls, cause I, I've seen like some porns where they have the big old giant balls. These are, I just want to say like medium sized balls. And so once I started giving her head, once I got up from giving her head, I already had the the condom right there. Like you know, like how you have the sleeper and you have like the uh, like little desk little area right there. You got your little drawer, and then you can put your little, um, I guess, your freezer thing underneath. So, I guess she, you know, everybody knew. Like, I, cause I don't like to do unsafe sex, man. But as I was grabbing the magnum, she must have like lifted up and and stopped my hand. She told me she wanted to feel my dick inside of her, and that even turned me on even more, man. And so when she said that, man, I must have like grabbed her from um, and pulled her, yanked her head back down the bed, pulled her from behind pulled her uh, panties back and just started like giving her some doggy style uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys I must have went up in it bareback man I'm not going to lie and as I was giving her the doggy style for a while she told me she wanted me to pull the balls out slowly she only had two of the balls in there there was four balls on there but as I was pulling them out slowly I could see she was like getting really erotic from that so then I started just like hitting it from the back man um, I mean you could tell like she was just a real freak man I mean you know, we fucked for about a good, like, 45 minutes to about an hour. Um, so it was about time. Now, I only met her over there, like, a couple of times, man. Like, I, I wasn't trying to make this like a, we're going to be coming here, like, every other day and be fucking like this, man. Because, you know, because you, I did work with this um, woman, you know, just beautiful woman. So I didn't want it to put it on that level, like, where it was going to be something like that. You know what I'm saying? And I think she kind of understood that, too. Um, so after we did that for like the uh, first couple of days, like I said, I continued to 
go down, speed down here to Oakland, shit that I just didn't feel comfortable doing, man, was just always watching my back for the highway patrol. Um, I was talking to her on the phone, man, because I was kind of curious because, like, she used to give this one other lady a ride home. Um, now, this other lady that she was giving a ride home that worked at the post office, she was probably about the same age as that one lady that I told y'all about earlier that was, like, asking me out to go to the movies. Remember, because when you do the Kettleman Cities and Harris Ranch, you go to the office in the front, but then when you're doing Oakland and you must be and you going up to the the Bay Area or, or you going over the road, you go to the back and get loaded. That's where you got to dock your truck and and help push the cages on to the to the trailer. So, but this lady that she was giving a ride home, she must have been about that lady's age, and so I must have asked her because man, I, I've heard from the grapevine like you know they was getting down, and so. I didn't ask her if they was getting down, but when I talked to her, I was like, I said, so are you and the woman? And she she kind of paused a little bit on the phone, and then she said, yeah, I've, I've been with a, a woman before. So, you know, I was asking her, like, what's her preference? And she was like, come on, you know, I like I like dick. But I could kind of tell from the way she said that, like, she's bisexual. So, you know, and that's another reason why. Like, like I said, man, you'll find some of the most freakiest women, and they'll be up in the church. You know what I'm saying? So... But what wound up happening is her friend, you know, she was kind of upset about it because she was kind of talking to me because she had been there for about six or seven years. Her friend that she was going to ride home had only been there, I think, like going on four years. But her friend got a promotion. She was like supervisor now. And the reason why she got a promotion is because through the grapevine, we heard like she was fucking around with the manager. He was a dude, not a girl. So, um, you know, she was kind of a little bit upset about that. But, you know, she was kind of young too man you know she couldn't have been no more she was about 24 you know so that the other lady that they gave the supervisor position to you know she was well in her 30s man so i don't think that even though she was there for about seven years there longer than her they, they probably looked at it like she's probably not ready yet you know they probably wanted somebody a little bit more older to do that position and and and, and so on so you know but I kind of asked her, like, you know, like I said, like, what was going on, like, as far as her, with, with the women down there, because, like I said, you just be hearing all this weird stuff that's going on down there at the post office, man, and it's always dealing with sex, so, <laughs> you know, um, like I said, we, we met, like, a couple more times after that at the Jack in the Box, and then we was just, like, kind of just kind of shut it down just slightly, um, now, we were still groping on each other, like, when I would come in, early in the morning like that and we'd be down there um, hitting the cages, loading the cages onto the trailer. I'd be grabbing a little bit on her. When nobody's looking, she'd grab a little bit on me. But, you know, I just kind of kept it far as baby because I didn't want it to really start getting it that type of serious. So, let me just go ahead and just start fast forwarding to the situation what happened with Oakland. So, like I said, we're, we're basically getting into like almost like a year on this run because I had basically did the run for almost like two years so we basically like getting into like a year i want to say like a year and some change on the run um just luckily just speeding up and down there i'm damn near like i swear to god like every time um getting the load from the guy and coming down from oregon he was always coming like maybe 30 45 minutes late so i would have to just be like i said pushing it to the 76 75 76 mark trying to make it back to the post office and I was always out there playing cat and mouse with the highway patrol out there, dude. And like I said, I had to run a um, radar detector 
because they was always hiding on these on-ramps with their lights off so when you go by you don't see that they up there at the on-ramp but the thing about it is is like my shit would go off and it was this one particular cop that was like assigned to that little area that when I would be coming around like where that 580 and the 5 meets to where you you know coming out of um, Oakland it was always like this one cop that was always over there man just trying to basically get me um, I suspected he knew that I probably had something in my truck to know where he was because one time what he did was man he was hiding on the on-ramp right and so when I went by I must have slowed down because my radar detector was was warning me like you know a quarter of a, of a mile away like something is in this area and so right when I was about to get by the on-ramp I must have slowed my shit all the way down and I could tell like as I was going by I looked up there because it's pitch dark out there Y'all know it is. Like if you've ever been on the 599, some of those areas out there is just pitch dark in some of those areas. So as I'm going by, I'm looking up the on-ramp. I could see like the shadow of his car, but he just got all of his shit out. He got the lights out and everything. He's probably just hitting people with radar as he go by. So all of a sudden, I see, I'm like, yeah, I see your ass up there. So I slow my shit down as I'm going by. All of a sudden, all I see is these lights just zoom by me real fast, probably at like 80, 90 miles an hour. You would think that he was probably on his way to like a shooting or some type of call an emergency call but what he did was he thought he was slick he was speeding up because he wanted to go down to like the next three um on ramps like the three exits um so he could get in another position to hide to see if he could catch me coming down there that's what he did he sped by me um now when he was hiding at the other spots like my radar detector's going off so I know something is going on down here and there he was this time instead of on the on-ramp he was hiding behind the overpass like right there where you could hide behind the, the solid wall and he was right there it scared the fuck out of me when I went by because he was like boom right there and so you know I said to myself like I said see man this run is just beginning a little bit too hectic because these motherfuckers is really out here trying to get me now they they know with time I'm, I'm gonna be coming down here and they they just trying to get me and, and sooner or later sl slowly but surely one time I was slipping up when I was coming out of there uh, he got me um, like I said it was it was another overpass incident and he was waiting right there what he did was he must have turned off all his lights he didn't have his radar I think he knew at this point now that that he didn't he probably suspected that maybe I had a radar detector or something in, in my car because what his slick ass did was he wasn't waiting on the on ramp he's waiting behind like I said like the overpass behind the wall and what he did was he had all his lights he had everything off he turned off the radar the lights everything so when I went when I sped by him he was driving behind me with his lights off because all of a sudden all I seen was like the lights behind me it scared the fuck out of me when they throw on them big old scary um, lights at night like that and you just look like a UFO about to crash on your shit and so I just looked out the rearview mirror and he was there and here we go now he finally got me after all this time um, you know pulled me over told me that I was doing like 76 and the 55 and and I just said look man I'm gonna just be honest with you I said I'm rolling for the post office you know it's time sensitive I have to you know get back there you know, um, with, with the mail, it's just a time-sensitive thing. It's, it's nothing personal. He's like, yeah, I understand that, but, you know, we do give you guys a little leeway, and 75 is a little bit too much. So, obviously, he was saying, like, usually we kind of, like, let you guys do, like, 60, but, like, when you start getting up there, 65, 70, 75, that's just a no-go because we all know that after three miles over the speed limit, that's really considered, like, a felony. So, he went on and wrote down the, the ticket. He was writing down my truck number. 
doing extra shit now, now that he finally got me. And so this is how I found that lady. I found that lady off the internet. Her thing was called America Truckers Association. Remember the lady that I was telling y'all about a few months ago that was like, I had her and the other guy, they was like getting me out of a lot of trouble, man. And um, that was her, that, the lady that wound up becoming a judge, a sit, a sit judge. Um, I guess that was her company, America Drivers Association, because when I first hired her, I asked her a slew of questions because you know me, that's what I do because I want to know what they do before I give them the case because a lot of these people, like I said, they'll take the case and then they'll hand it off to somebody else and then they'll go in there and screw your shit up. So, you know, I told her that I wasn't going to have time to go down there because she asked me if I was going to show up to court. I told her that I wasn't, but I was going to sneak down there just to sneak up on her just to make sure that she was there, like the lady that I was actually talking to. And it was her. She came down there and actually, dude, she wound up getting that case um, reduced to a broken down on the side of the highway that way it's not even showing speeding no violation nothing just pay the fine and just go about my way so finally i met her um young attractive woman man she was you know a, a lot older lady um she's like i said she told me her dad had drove a truck before and so like she said if i have any more um, issues give her a call back and sure enough i was giving her a call back because right after i had that ticket dude I want to say probably about two weeks later, I got hit again. And this time, let me tell y'all what makes this case so weird, weirder than others that, that made me now say that I got to get out of, get off this run. When the, this wasn't the, the same officer that played the game with me before. This was a, another guy, another short guy smiling and laughing when he came up to my truck. He pretty much did the same thing, man. They was turning off their radar. So my shit wasn't picking up anything. So it was just now I just had to really have my head stuck out the window looking both ways as I'm speeding down the highway, making sure that these motherfuckers ain't hiding up on the arm ramp behind the, the overpass. I was doing all this shit and it was just beginning to be stressful. And this motherfucker must have had, you guys are not going to believe it when I tell you, when he got me, he had already had my name already filled out on the fucking ticket, y'all. This motherfucker had already had, he already knew who I was, I guess, from the other officer telling him. He had already had my name and everything filled out. All I had to do was just go sign a ticket and all he had to do was just fill in how fast I was going. I mean, ain't that a bitch? And so, and he was laughing about it the whole time, like smiling and laughing, like like, like he can't wait to tell his other buddy, like, yeah, yeah I, I told you I would get him, give me the bet. Like, like, they was, like this was some real game that we're playing out here now on my dime in my expense on, on my license and so i called her back i said i got another one and i told her i said you know i'm just gonna have to contact them and just tell them that i'm gonna have to just get back on Kellerman city because this is becoming too risky I, I can't do it you know and so what wound up happening is man we went to the uh, courthouse i told her i was gonna meet her up at the courthouse this was like some courthouse in bakersfield and i noticed for some reason man like when you get these tickets they send the tickets like far away from where you got it's like they be dividing up the tickets in that little in that little city and county over there i i couldn't make sense of it somebody told me that that's what they do out there like you get tickets out there like if you get a ticket by the grapevine like right right by where the scale house is your ass could find could wind up going to a, a courthouse down there by a fucking tracy like they just be shifting the tickets around like that and, and that's they get away with it and like i said unless y'all exercise your right and say no i want to be heard in this county because this is where i want to be heard where i got the ticket at so 
We went, like, the courthouse that we went to down there in Bakersfield, man, this shit looks like a library, y'all. I swear to God, like, when, when I looked at the courthouse, it was literally, they turned the library into a courthouse. And I got pictures of it and everything on one of my old phones that I kept. Um, we went in there. The judge was a straight-up asshole. Guy judge. Um, he saw how fast I was going. Um, he just wasn't hearing it. She was trying to get the ticket reduced to something else like she did before. Um, and... They just didn't want to hear it. The judge didn't want to hear it. Um, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that officer didn't show up and the judge still took it upon himself anyway. Like I said, he was an asshole, y'all. Uh, for some reason, the judge let him let let him be excused and still took it upon himself because I think the, the, the officer wrote a, a letter in about the ticket. I've seen this before where they don't show up and the judge will still try to make it stick somehow. I've seen that before down in Compton at the Compton Courthouse. And so she was trying to argue to get it. And he was just like, no, I'm not going to do it. He was like, this guy is clearly was it was in violation. He's like almost over 15 miles over the speed limit. Uh, it's dangerous, yada, yada, yada. So he didn't want to do it. So what she did was she she did a continuance or she filed for a um, an appeal on the ticket. And she's like, don't worry about it. Like, I'm, I'm going to get this taken care of because you have every right to get your ticket reduced because you haven't had any speeding tickets and i was thinking like did he see the speeding ticket that i got before and change there's no way he could have known what happened to that unless the cops was notifying him personally to tell him like yeah this is the guy that's been out here but damn me almost a year and some change out there speeding and you know setting the fucking rolls on fire not on fire because you know you had other owner operators shit that was fast in the mind it's probably doing 80 down that motherfucker but the thing about it is, is like she's like, don't worry about it. I'm gonna get this taken care of. She even said that she was gonna file a complaint against him because he was violating my rights. Now I don't know the law, like she does, but that's what she was telling me. She's like, I have every right to get that ticket reduced because I haven't had in the ticket in years, and the ticket that was shown on there was broken down. So that doesn't violate me not not qualifying to get the ticket reduced. So I guess she went back and saw and filed a complaint against him and. It got heard to another judge, but they allowed the, the ticket to get reduced. I think to um, what did they reduce it to? To to some shit um, improper lane change. It was some shit to where it carried a point of some shit, but it wasn't speeding. Just thank God, don't let it be speeding, because I that that's the one thing that the companies look for is the accidents and the speeding. So I think they got it reduced to like an improper lane change or some shit like that. So with community service. So that was the only way they was going to agree to it. It's like you quit community service. So what I did was I was talking to one of my friends out there in Oakland, the dude that I was actually buying the CDs and porns from because that dude was like, you know, he was the dude you would go to in, in Oakland. Like he, he knows everybody. If you're trying to get this, that, that, that's who you go see is him. And so I was telling him what happened. man. I was like, yeah, man, they, they must have got me out here. And I said, man, they gave me some community service. He's like, I think I can help you because he said he had a, a buddy that owns a um not a ymca but like does some community service for like the kids and the youth out there and he told me to just give him a couple hundred dollars and he'll shoot that to his buddy and he'll get it written off i think they gave me 30 hours of community service so i must have shot him that money like the like the next day that i came and gave him the paperwork and sure enough within that week he gave me back the um the thing with it being signed off and at this point, man, I just couldn't do it anymore. I said, you know, I'm going to have to talk to Willie. I, I just, I'm not going to do it. See, and what I come to find out, man, is like those officers was already aware of that run. They, they, they were out there looking for FedEx and, and 
anything with the postal because they know that it's a time sensitive thing and this is why they were on us so much this is why they was having a hard time finding somebody for that run and i think willie didn't tell me that's why the other guy left you know and you know because they sneaky out there like that at the post office that that's that's what they do you know they they'll um they won't tell the driver what's going on with the run if somebody had an accident they just say try to make it seem like it's good we're going to pay you more and not let you know uh, a lot about like what was going on with the run and so that's why a lot of the drivers were having problems that's why no driver wanted to come out of oakland and and go back to bandini they prefer to do like, like what i was doing going to um Kettleman City or Harris Ranch and coming back or either going from Oakland to Harris Ranch and then coming back from the turn signal or either coming from um, the, the 710 off of um, Bandini, Long Beach out there and then just going to, you know, nobody wanted to just do the full run and stay 10 hours. So I must have had a talk with Willie and I said, look, man, I, I can't do it. And I was expecting them really to um, question me about that ticket. They never did. Because, you know, like how you sign those waivers, but this is a 1099 too that you guys got to forget. So I'm like a contractor. So I guess the rules are a little bit different because when that shit happened with Snyder a few years prior back to me getting with the post office, remember what they told me? I said, well, how are you guys even going to say anything to me yet when the ticket hasn't even went to court? Because I kept getting extensions on it. And somehow, some way they knew even before, because usually how they're supposed to work, like when you fight the ticket and then whatever the case may be, it goes on your record because it'll hit the DMV that you had uh, some type of waiver signed to give permission to your company as a commercial driver for them to see what you got a ticket for. Because there's an abstract that you have to pay for and then that's how they know. But for somehow, Snyder overrode all that and they just knew about the violation and that's what they told me. Remember they said, well, we're not considered because that's what they said. They said, well, we know that some of the drivers will probably go get it reduced and this and that, but we know what you did and, and, and you're in violation and we, we get we get you for the violation. We don't care because we know that it's a possibility that you're going to get that ticket dropped or turned into something else. That's what Snyder was doing. But I never heard back from the post office on that ticket. Um, there was a violation. So I, I was just like, I, I said, Willie, you know, I've done it for too long. It's getting too risky. And he was like, well, just take your time. I said, no, I can't do that because if I take my time coming back, then it's going to be even more of a hard time for me to get back to the um, yard. Because if you're not over that grapevine by a certain time, and this and that, you know, it's going to be taking me hours to get there. And so I just don't want the post office, like, looking at me funny for getting the loads back. So we went back and forth, man, and he finally went ahead and gave me my run back. But, you know, he wasn't happy about it either. I felt like if he knew, if something told me the way that Willie was acting, like if there was no other run out there, he would have just told me, well, we're just going to have to let you go. But he went in ahead and had me, you know, still kept me on anyway. Because, I mean, he knew that I ran, but... You could just tell by the look on his face, like, if, if that came down to that, he would just be like, well, we're going to have to let you go then because there ain't nothing else here. Because he was an asshole, man. A lot of the drivers didn't like Willie. I and mean, his brother, Brian, never said anything. You know, he was always hiding in the corner somewhere or off somewhere. So, you know, um, I told y'all what was going on with him. He was sitting up there. I think, he, I think that dude was gay, man, because he was sitting up there looking at the fucking mechanic dude and all that shit, like some weirdo shit. So... Willie wasn't happy about it, but I went on and resumed to get my run back. So now I'm not in the post office, so now I'm really not talking to Leslie anymore. So I'm still talking to her, but she called me because I remember she called me that one week that I wasn't there. And I think she was calling me for some dick. She wanted me to meet her over there at that post office. But I called her and told her that they um, must have switched up my run. And 
I'm not going to be coming in there anymore to do the um, thing. You could tell, like, the dismay on her voice and this and that. And, and, and you know, I just said, you know, I'm going to call you. I, I said, we still going to hook up. But, you know, right now I'm just still, they, they got me back on my other run going to Kellerman City. And so she's like, oh, okay, so just be safe and keep in contact with me, handsome, blah, blah, blah. And so um, I started to just continue to do that run, going to Kettleman City and, and Harris Ranch. But now the two guys that that I was doing it with before, they're no longer there. They was coming out of Oakland. They're, they're no longer there. So now they switching off, like, the, the five days that I had, the three days that I had. Like, I don't know why it's always like that. Like, the first three days, the guy's always good with coming on time. But then the other two days... They're struggling. There's another guy. They're, like those other two days that I would come, I would always see somebody different. It wouldn't be the same guy. But the other three days, the guy was there just like how I was. He was running like I did because we both wanted to get back. I wanted to get back to L.A. He wanted to get back to Oakland. But like on the other, like Thursday and Friday, it was always somebody different. They was always an hour late. So right when I'd be getting up over the grapevine, it's right when I'd be getting right in there when traffic is about to start coming, right about the 4.30 mark. 4.30 a.m., 5 o'clock. So I would be right in there with traffic, not with the 6, 7. You don't want to be in with the 6, 7 because you're going to be getting back two hours later. So I was getting in right with the 5 o'clock, you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock. Um, now, as time went on, about eight months went on, I was doing that. I got a call from on the phone from Willie again. Um, he must have called me, wanted me to do him another favor because now this time he wanted me to um, take the run uh, they, they have a, a, a drop-off point off the 99 at the Loves up there. And if the Loves up there off the 99, I think it's exit 2-something. I forgot that. I forgot what that exit is called up there. Um, but it's a, it's about the same amount of time, like from Harris Ranch to going back to Bandini. But I would still have to stay up there at that hotel. Um, that's how far that run was. Um, I would pick up and go up there to the loves i forgot the name of that city up there it's on the tip of my tongue but it's a little hotel over there by the loves off the 99 um and there's a ta over there as well and i didn't like that hotel over there it just looked filthy dirty they i guess that my company had an account with them so you just gave them my name told them who you used with and um you did the run but this is what wound up happening man so check this story out because like I said, there was a lot of shit that went down. Willie, so I didn't have Frankenstein anymore. They took that truck away from me. That was the first thing that Willie was going to try to do to get back at me. Because he's like, yeah, dude, we're going to take the truck because that's a sleeper. Because these are for the people that's going to be coming over here, like, doing the turn run when they go up to Oakland. Because sometimes people don't want to sleep in the trailer. They want to sleep in the truck. And I'm like, yeah, right. The way that I fix up that trailer, they would want to sleep in the trailer. DVD, flat screen, hardwood floors, immaculate paint, movies. I mean, why wouldn't they? So... He took the truck away, and I was back to using the regular bobtails uh, that they had there, switching off from this truck to that truck. He told me to take truck like 376. He's like, go ahead and just take the keys out because I don't want this run to be late. He was like, just go ahead and take the keys with you so when you come in in the morning, you'll just uh, have the keys, and you'll just be able to just bobtail from there to go to um, the yard to go get the, the load. Now, the guy that did that run was an owner-operator because the company did hire a few owner-operators. So right when I was getting up there to go pick up the truck, I believe it was like 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, I was getting there early. Right when I was getting there, the, somebody was already, it was another driver, Spanish guy, that was already in the truck that I was had the keys for. 
So as I, because I didn't know that that was a truck that I was looking for. So, because usually they move the trucks around. Somebody else might have used the truck the night before to do the Kellerman City run. And when I come in, the truck might be parked over here instead of over there. So as I was looking for the truck, as I was looking at the, the, the truck idling and running, like I guess he was checking the truck, doing a walk around. I was like, wait a minute. This guy, I was like, how the fuck did he get the keys to the truck when I got the keys? When I looked in the ignition, this motherfucker must have had like five keys on his keychain. He had keys to like damn near like uh, like half the trucks that was in there and i didn't see him at first but as i was like like looking at the truck as i was going to to, to like pull the the key out the ignition he must have came around from the side and was trying to like um grab the the keys out my hand and so now we're kind of tussling because i've never seen this guy before because i'm already mad like like how did you get these keys and so we're kind of like tussling. This motherfucker must have reached like right there by the side, like where the, the steps are, like on the side, like where the seat is. He grabbed the hammer up high like he was getting ready to like, I guess, bash me in my head. I must have like let go of the keys, grabbed him like damn near, like flipped him on his back. Damn near, like flipped him, like did like a little karate move and flipped him like on his back. Um... His phone must have fell out. The dude started acting like he was about to cry because I was acting like I was about to punch him in the face. And he said my name. And I'm like, I don't even know who this dude is. And I said, man, who's your dispatcher? I said, who's your dispatcher? I said, you're done. I said, that's it. You're fired, dude. I said, you must have like, you. I said, first of all, number one, you got keys. You got all these keys on this keychain to all these trucks. Then you picked up a hammer against me like you was getting ready to assault me. I said, you're done. First thing I did when I was asking who was his um, dispatcher, he was just lying there on the floor, like, with his face covered up. And uh, I must have called Willie. I said, Willie, you're never going to guess what happened. I said, man, one of your drivers here attacked me. He's like, what? I said, yeah. I'm sitting at the yard. This guy got all the keys to the, you told me to take the keys to the truck. When I was coming to get in the truck, this guy had, like, six keys on his keychain to the trucks. He's like, who is it? I said, I don't know who it is. I've never seen this guy before. He's like, he's like, well, just get, just get the fuck out of there. Just get out of there. Just get the truck and get out of there. We'll figure it out who later. So I must grab the keys. I said, man, you done. And so later on, Stevens down in Oakland, the dispatcher, let this, the dispatch from Oakland to, um, to down there in Long Beach, he called me up and he's like, yeah, I heard about what happened. He's like, do you know who this guy? I said, I've never seen him before, Stephen. I don't know who this guy is. And I told him what type of car he drove. I said, he drives like a Honda like a little beat down ass Honda and, and for a whole week they didn't hear back from this guy now this is how this motherfucker must have turned shit around check this out he said that basically like I smashed his phone I I um took the hammer he tried to t do a, a whole th 360 degree with the story now because he was the one sitting on his ass now you see what I'm saying? So he tried to make it seem like I bullied him, beat him down. I smashed his phone and that's why he couldn't call. It took him a week. I said, man, that story, because when they called me after a week and they, they told me it was, I said, man, I said, are y'all going to believe that story? I said, you trying to tell me that no other driver came to the yard with a phone for him to call and tell y'all what happened. And it just didn't make any sense. And Willie was like, you know, when we was going back and forth. Like, it was me, Willie, and Stevens on the phone. I said, man, y'all need to get rid of this dude. And he was like, well, wait a minute. You don't, you know, I work here. I make the decisions. And like I said, me and Willie wasn't getting along anyway because he was still mad that I had left that one position during the Oakland run. See, because Willie felt like if you wasn't really to be risky and, and do what he say, this and that, like, he didn't really want to, he's not going to, like, you know, take into consideration or respect you or give you your day off or anything. He's going to give you a hard time. 
So I said, man, y'all need to get rid of this dude. And I said, that's not fair, Willie. I said, this dude must have picked up a hammer. He's like, well, you assaulted him too. I said, how? I said, Willie, was you there? I said, I didn't even touch this dude's phone, this and that. And so when I had talked to another driver, he had automatically told another driver what happened because one of the guys I was talking to there came to me and said, yeah, I heard about what happened. And I said, man, this motherfucker said that I smashed his phone. And the other driver said, I seen that phone. He said, it's like an old raggedy phone that he had in his hand because he tried to tell everybody that he got a new phone. He said he was waiting for the phone to come and that's why it took him that long. When the other driver said he sent him, he said he had the same phone. So this dude tried to lie and turn every fucking thing around, man. And so I wasn't happy. I said, Willie, what y'all going to do? Y'all going to get rid of this dude? And, uh, uh, He's like, well, we're going to talk about We're not going to let you know. He's like, what I need you to do is give him back his hammer. I said, man, I can't believe this shit, man. Now you making me give him back the hammer that he tried to assault me with. I said, Willie, that's not fair. I said, you wanted me to even call the police on this dude. He was like, well, you should have called him right then and there. I said, well, I couldn't because you told me to hurry up and get out of there. And plus, I had to get, um, get to the run so it wouldn't be late. So we're going back and forth like that. I said, man, you know what, man? Just forget it. And see, Willie didn't like the way that I was talking to him in front of Stevens like that. So that's why he felt like he had to prove a point. Because now this is what happened. Um, after that happened, another four or five months went by. I, I didn't say anything about it. Now, remember that lady that I told y'all that was trying to hit on me from the movies like like asking me out on the movies because remember now i'm back up front now i have to go back in there to deal with her to get the paperwork so what i didn't tell y'all is like from that time on from when i came back from oakland like all of a sudden now like all of my runs are coming up late so my runs that are supposed to be ready like at 7 30 8 o'clock now i'm getting them at 9 30 now and i'm like the last guy there i'm looking at the trailer outside it's the last trailer out there i'm going in because i'm waiting in the bobtail with the air conditioning on and this and that, talking on the phone. And I would go in there. She'd be telling me it's not ready. I, I believe like she was doing that shit on purpose because she was mad at the fact that what I did, like I said, I guess she felt a certain kind of way because she knew that I was like, hold on for a minute. Somebody's calling because I got out of, you know, um, passing on her advances. And so it was getting like real worse to where it was going to, it was like 45 minutes late to an hour to almost two hours. And I remember this one particular time that I came in, uh, it was like on a Friday, and I said, man, you know what? I was already in a bad um, mood or some shit like that. And I had already told Willie and Stevens, I said, man, y'all need to contact the post office because my loads are coming up late, dude. And I said, I believe this lady is doing it on purpose. And they just kind of let it fly over their head. So now when I came in on that Friday, she was doing the same thing again, dude. Like this time, the load was damn near came up almost almost two and a half close to three hours late i was so pissed off and i was so mad i must have walked to the truck i must have called and woke up um steven because i had his, his cell number and i said man do y'all got somebody to do this run i said i'm not doing it tonight steven so he's kind of half up and half asleep he's like what's going on marcus i said man i told y'all that y'all need to talk to the supervisor somebody down here because i'm always the last one coming out of here now now this run is becoming late it's just not making any sense man I told y'all this before, like this is being done on purpose. I said, do y'all got somebody to do the run? I said, it's too late for me to go. I don't even want to go now. I said, I'm going home. I said, can you get somebody to do it? He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. We'll get somebody to do it. We'll talk about it in the morning. So Stephen was talking to me half ass in and out of the sleep. So what he did was he must have went back to sleep and forgot that he talked to me and didn't even call another driver to come there. Because the next morning, like around about 11 o'clock in the morning, Willie called me up on the phone and he was like, 
Yeah, I need to talk to you. Like, what happened last night? Because we had a driver that's been sitting there for like 10 hours waiting for us to send another driver over there to get the load. I said, wait a minute. Didn't Stevens tell y'all? He's like, no, I didn't hear from Stevens. I said, yeah, man. I said, I called Stevens and I told him, I told both of you guys before that the lady inside was like giving me a hard time, man. I told y'all that, you know, like what the situation was, like with with the movie thing and, and how ever since that happened, like my lows is coming up late. Uh, I, I said, man, you know. I just not going to do it anymore. I said, I, I called Stevens and I told him, does he have anybody to do the run? And luckily, y'all, I had got a text. I had text um, um, Stevens. I was smart enough to do that because I hit him with a text message saying that. And he hit me back saying, okay, we got it. No, okay, 10-4, we got it. And so luckily I kept that text message as proof because I wasn't, I, I wasn't stupid because I know what could happen. I knew exactly what could happen. Like I could walk out of there and, and not do the low and then they could try to blame me. So that's why I made sure to get that text. And so Willie was like, well, no, I, I, I didn't hear from Stevens. What I'm going to do is he's like, right now I'm going to have to put you on suspension because, you know, we, we're not in the business of, of, of leaving people hanging. This is the post office. And, you know, just because you know, you and that lady had an issue, you know, we can't hold up the the, uh, the run, you know, first come, you know, we have to satisfy the post office, like we can't be, you know, dealing with these, these issues. And then he says something smart to me, like you should have gave her something, maybe you, I, you know, trying to be smart about it, like something in the form of that, like I can't say it verbatim what it was, but it was in the form of that. And so I was like, ain't that a bitch? And so he, he told me that I was on leave or suspension until he investigates this and and find out if steven was uh you know like talk to me that night all he had to do was just because steven sits right next to him like in the office all he had to do was just ask him right then and there but this was willie's way of trying to get rid of me because now he had uh an uh, 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 excuse to do it because i told y'all like me and he was getting into it he didn't like the way that i was talking to him in front of you know, even even we got into it before down in Oakland. I walked in there with the dispatch people there and I kind of like let him have it. But he he always had that in, in the back of his mind, like, I'm going to get you now. So now he felt like he had enough drivers there and enough just to do that. So I remember he called me on that Friday and he's like, I did my investigation and, and um, we're just going to have to let you go. And after all those years, man, that that's what he was telling me. And so I said, are you sure about that, Willie? Are you sure that's what you want to do? He's like, yeah, I'm sure that's what I want to do. And so I said, okay, so be it. So I didn't let him know about the text message, so I went down to go file for unemployment. I was like, well, fuck them. I'm going to get the unemployment then. He tried to stop me from getting unemployment and say that I quit. See what I'm saying? It goes from one thing to the next. That's what he tells unemployment. See, because you can't qualify for unemployment unless you quit. Luckily, I kept that text message because... When they, would, when they asked him, he said, no, I quit. And when they asked me, I said, nah, man, they, they let me go. I showed them the text message. The lady must have um, called him on the phone and called him a liar and said, we see the text message, sir. We're going to grant him the, the, um, the honor for, for the unemployment. Because, see, it was almost about to go. We was almost about to go see the judge. Because usually when you have a discrepancy like that, then there's what's called mediation. When you, when you, because I've had a friend few friends that's been in a situation like that they was denied their unemployment because of their employer so then they had to go talk to a judge and come to an mediation about the bullshit but before my shit even went there the text message exposed all of it and what wound up happening anyway i didn't wind up getting the unemployment because guess what because i had already got hired because it's so easy for us as a commercial driver to just go down the street do a drug test take a drive test around the corner and then we get hired and that company that i went with was fedex so it never even it never even came to 
uh, um, to Amerition anyway that I wound up getting the unemployment. So it just went unscathed and ungotten. And um, let me tell you something else. This is this is very important. Remember, I told y'all what goes around comes around. Remember that. So it's sad for me to report that Willie wound up getting killed. And let me tell y'all how that wound up happening. Um, because Willie used to ride motorcycles out there in Oakland. He didn't have a car. He would always drive his Harley. So a car wound up hitting Willie. And um, to this day, you probably can see it in the obituary. Willie Lang go to Oakland, put in car, put in car, motorcycle accident. And I'm pretty sure it should come up the obituary of the date and everything that happened. It just so happened, the reason how I found out about it is because right after I was with um, FedEx or whatnot, I had to get my resume in order. So I needed to find out the exact date when that was, when I left the post office to come over there to them. And so while I was getting that, I was talking to Steven on the phone. He was like, hey, man, how you been doing? And this and that. And I was like, yeah, what's going on? I was like, how's everybody doing? I said, what's going on with Willie? He was like, oh, man, unfortunately, man, Willie died like six months ago. So look, so I called that same year that that happened. And when that wound up happening, man, they that Willie was already in trouble anyway, because him and his brother. Another thing I forgot to tell you, all man, they was like uh, messing with everybody's 41K because a few of the drivers there, when they retired, their 41K wasn't there and they had to sue um, Lang in court to get their money. See, what, what Willie was doing was, man, he was digging into the pot. Like, they was getting that money from a contractor um, from the post office, and they would, you know, pay us in return. But he was digging into the pot, and what wound up happening, because it was still under their dad's name, their dad wound up giving it to Hooverstall. So now, um, Lane turned into Hooverstall. So if y'all see those big golden trucks going down the road where it says Hooverstall on the side, those who bought, that's, that's who bought um, Lane, those guys inside of Minnesota. And um, that's what wound up happening, man. And so Willie wound up getting killed in the end on a motorcycle accident, man. Because a lot of people hated him, dude, for what they they was. He was still not the forty-one k asshole. I mean, that's what wound up happening, man. I mean, I, I'm not. It's it's a sad situation. Um, it is what it is, you know. Uh, unfortunately, it happened. I mean, rest in peace to Willie. But you know, I mean, he pissed off a lot of people, man. Um, his brother is still there. But his brother is like, once again, just from what I'm hearing, just still hiding, you know, not stepping up to the plate. Because when um, Hooverstall took it over, they put somebody else over there to kind of manage that place, to take Willie's place. So everything is still there. Like, they still got the yard in Oakland and all that, but it changed to Hooverstall now. So that's pretty much what happened, man. That was like one of the longest jobs that I've been with as far as driving the truck over there. Uh, what I didn't tell y'all is that I did sneak back over <laughs> to go see her a couple more times after that, like once I left there. Um, but as time went on, man, like I wound up like changing my phone number. I forgot why I did it, but time went on and then I just kind of just moved on from everybody up there. Because I was still keeping in contact with certain people that was up there, like after I left and went over to FedEx. Because when I went over to FedEx, I was doing the doubles then. So that's what pretty much happened, man, with that company. Um, there was some other issues that went down, but like I said, I don't want to keep this podcast going on because remember, I did stay there for almost like fucking four and a half, five years. So, you know, I was just kind of skipping ahead to bring us to like the overall of what wound up happening. So that's what wound up happening. 
And that other lady wound up retiring and leaving, man. The lady that was hating on me, giving me my um, loads, she wound up leaving. Because when I talked to one of the other guys that I knew, he was like, yeah, she's not there no more. But this was long after I was, you know, working with FedEx. So that's what wound up happening, man. So with that being said, man, like I said, once again, let me wish everybody a 4th of July. Um, and I guess we'll just come back and do another one from there. Stay safe out there.